Welcome everybody to Beauty IQ, the podcast. I'm your host, Joanna Fleming. And I am your co-host, Hannah First. We figured since we've got a bit of spare time on our hands, we'd interview some of our fave celebs and influential figures in the beauty industry and share those interviews with you. Don't forget to subscribe to be notified when a bonus episode drops. So today's podcast guest almost needs no introduction because I feel like as soon as we say brow queen, I'm sure everyone automatically thinks of Anastasia Soiree. And if that name doesn't ring a bell, I'm sure her brand name, Anastasia Beverly Hills, will. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, my dear. So happy to talk to you and your audience, of course. We're very excited to chat to you because in recent weeks, Hannah and I have received a stash of Anastasia Beverly Hills products. And we've both been absolutely loving them. Hannah, I think you said that the eyeshadow palette was one of your favorite mm-hmm. palettes you've ever yep, tried. It was. We're both obsessed with the brow freeze. So we're very excited to talk to you about the products and how you got to where you are. So I wanted to ask, you've got a very interesting background of how you got to the point that you're at now with your cosmetics company and you see a lot of celebrities. So can you talk to us a little bit about how your career path developed over the years? Where did you start? Uh, when I was young, really, I didn't know what I want. I, I, but I was very thirsty to find out, to read to know what I don't like, to try things, and and I will take that off my list. I love to read. I, I mean, being in growing up in Romania, we couldn't travel that much. We didn't have computers and internet, so I, I read a lot. Well, I was a very passionate reader, and I had some amazing teachers in Romania. And uh, I remember my art teacher always talking about uh, if we want to draw a portrait, you want to just change the eyebrow to change the expression on the portrait face. And he was uh, the man that introduced me to the golden ratio, the theory that uh, Leonardo da Vinci applied in, uh, in his work. Before I came to United States, I went to beauty school. Because I didn't speak the language, I thought that would be the easiest way for me to get a job. I came here and I started working as an esthetician in a salon doing facial and body waxing. And I was quite surprised that nobody paid attention to eyebrows. In Romania was the norm. I would go to my facialist. She will, before she would do my facial, she would twist my eyebrows. And was that moment that I, I realized that my eyebrow really, I looked surprised in all the picture from the time that I was in school because Mariana used to tweeze my eyebrows very pencil thin and round. <laughs> and I thought I need to really find out using this golden ratio, how Leonardo da Vinci, and if you study his uh, entire theory, he measure the face completely, the muscles, the, the entire body, the Vitruvian man, of course, is studied and it's designed and, and drawn by using the golden ratio. The ideal face, well, uh, appears that 99% of people are not completely perfect. So I realized that eyebrow is one feature that if it's shaped properly, according to everybody's bone structure and natural eyebrow shape, could create that balance and proportion, creates an illusion of perfect balance, of harmony. So I start going to the library and I try to create my perfect eyebrow for myself. 
I wanted the solution for the best perfect eyebrow for me. Discovering that and how much changed my look and I wanted to share with everyone. Obviously in the salon, it wasn't um, accepted because they thought could not be charged as a service. And I decided to open a salon and start doing eyebrows. And this is where everything started in Beverly Hills in a tiny little room. So you actually had over the years quite a few celebrity clients. Who was your kind of first celeb client that became a regular? So in the 1990, remember the cover of every single magazine, they were the supermodel. Naomi Campbell, Stephanie Seymour, Gail Elliott, Cindy Crawford, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer was a client, Faye Dunaway. So... To be honest with you, I didn't know even who they were because I came from Romania. We didn't have access to Vogue magazine and uh, so forth. And I remember um, Cindy Crawford walked into my room. She was 20 years old. And I thought, wow, this is a goddess. I have never seen in my life more beautiful woman than this one. Like, where is she? Is she human? I need to touch her. (laughs) She was perfect. She was perfection. And to be honest with you, the celebrity from the early stage, they supported me. They understood my theory and, um, and I think they believed in me and, and I think was a propel to where my career later on took me. Is celebrities, is it more word of mouth? It's not like they look it up in the, in the, on Google. <laughs> Absolutely. At that time was word of mouth. Yeah. I started with, with do, working with their agent or their manager. The manager will send the client and it was the best kept secret in Hollywood, basically. <laughs> Did you ever feel pressure when you were seeing these high profile clients that they weren't going to like your work or they were, you know, not going to be happy with how their brows look because you were changing the way that, you know, their face, I guess, came across? First of all, I came from Romania. We were not exposed to anything, okay? Nothing. We'll get movies. The only celebrity that I knew was uh, Faye Dunaway. Mm. I I didn't know who those people were, okay? They were beautiful. They were gorgeous. But that that was it. Uh, Later on, I found out who they were. So because I wasn't exposed to celebrity, I, I don't think I was so affected. This was number one. Number two, I was so much into my craft I wanted to do the best job. To me, it was very important to do the best eyebrow, according to everyone. So I took my, my work very serious. And um, I have to say that celebrity in general, later on, I discovered that they work with the best makeup artists, the best hairstylists, so the best in their business. They develop this ability of recognizing the perfect or the perfection or somebody that knows and is confident in what they do. And I think the moment you start working with a celebrity, they will know very quickly if you know what you are doing or you don't know. Mm, So the confidence was key. (laughs) Yes. And it was nothing else to compare because nobody did eyebrows at that time, you know, but but you looked in the mirror and even if you didn't know, you thought like, wow, I look rested or they will walk outside and people will say, wow, you you look younger, you look rested. What, What you did different? Did you change your hair? because they didn't know was eyebrows. Yeah. Now you mentioned that you did have the pencil thin brows at one point oh, in your life. Oh, so yeah. I wanted to ask, 
a lot of us have experienced a brow disaster or two in our lives. Can you bounce back from most mishaps? Are there some that you can't recover from? So I'm Macedonian, so I was very hairy all my life. I used to wax my legs, my arms, like a lot of hair. Okay? Join the club. A lot of hair. So I was lucky enough that my hair grew back. Of course, I have spots that are the hair doesn't grow. That's that's why over my 25, 28 years of career, every day I will tell my clients, please don't over tweeze because the hair follicle on eyebrow is way more delicate than the hair on our head. So when you go and you get a, a bad haircut, that's okay. The hair is going to grow in a few months. With eyebrow, you tweeze a hair that you shouldn't. Sometimes the, you kill the hair follicle and it doesn't grow back. So it's very important to not over tweeze your eyebrows because the hair doesn't grow back. Yeah. Okay. That's a very good tip. I used to work for a hair transplant surgeon and eyebrow transplants were starting to become popular when I left that clinic. So I did see Jen Atkin had that done. <laughs> did she? Yeah. I, I can't believe that's a thing now. What's happening with the, with the hair implant, they take the hair from the back of your hair. Mm. So the texture of the hair on our head is different than yeah. our eyebrows. So the hair grows straight and you have to cut it because it grows. It's mm. not like the, the eyebrow um, follicle is a different type of follicle. But hey, if you do not have anything, that's the last option you, you want to do. Mm -hmm. So we know that pencil thin eyebrows were a trend that Pamela Anderson, I had like a stick thin line. It's taken me 15 years to grow them back. What's been your favorite brow trend of the last 50 years? Is there like an era that you wish would make a comeback? So the 1950s, if you look at Ava Gardner, if you look at Lee Taylor, if you look like Marilyn Monroe, that type of eyebrows was in fashion at that time and is in fashion today. Why? Because that was uh, the same theory that I shape eyebrows and I patent this theory on. You shape eyebrow according to your bone structure and your natural eyebrow shape. Thin eyebrows will never be looking good on your face. I mean, if it's a photo shoot and it's artistic and yeah, maybe it will look good. And the way I my theory on shaping eyebrows is based on this shape that it's the best for you. So it's not trendy. The only way you could go trendy is with the color, with the uh, brow freeze, uh, you make it more fluffy with the brow pen you could add. So just using the products that could be a trend. Yep. So avoid the actual trends yeah. and just use products instead. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Fake it yes. till you make it. <laughs> yes. Now the brow whiz is hands down my favorite brow product of all time. I think the best part about that product is the massive shade range. You can literally find any shade for any brow. But I wanted to know which Anastasia Beverly Hills brow products you use the most on yourself. You know, I like to alternate. I like to change because I constantly want to find a way to improve or to come with another product. The way I started the makeup line of the products was it was a problem. We over tweeze, I over tweeze. My clients have different type of eyebrows, like they never tweeze their eyebrow or they over tweeze their eyebrow or they have gaps or they have scars. So I created, created a product to solve a problem. So everything was based on that. 
And when I like to alternate using products is just sometimes I will do my eyebrow and I will think, wow, I should create a product that will combine those two products or, you know what I mean? Or the colors. Remember, I still, after so many years, I approve every batch of the eyebrow product because the color could change, because the raw materials could have a different hues. And even if the manufacturer will use the same formula, it's still like one little thing could change completely the product. So it's important for me to constant switch and change the products. Right now, this morning, I use brow freeze with deep brow and it melts so perfect, the deep brow, melts so good with the brow freeze because my eyebrow is half of the size that is right now. And then after I brush, I use soft brown uh, brow pen, some strokes just to mimic the hair strokes. I constantly like to mix, to create the perfect eyebrow. First of all, you don't use only one product. I mean, Mm -hmm. if you have full eyebrows, yes, you could use one product. But if you have an eyebrow like me that you miss a lot of hair, I need to use a lot of products, which is I want to mimic natural eyebrows. So natural eyebrows is a full eyebrows that the light will create the shadow on my skin. So my hair, full eyebrows, hairs will create the shadow on my skin that is lighter than my hair. So I will use the base to fill in the eyebrow. I will use a lighter color than my own eyebrow hair. Then I will use, for instance, a brow freeze to make it a little thicker, fluffier, my eyebrow hair. And then I use a brow whiz or deep brow or any other product to create hair strokes in the area where I'm missing the eyebrows. That is the same color with my hair eyebrows. So always you need to use two colors to create this dimension. Mm. Otherwise, and that gives you the most natural looking eyebrows. And then I end up with the brow uh, pen because it's the nicest, the thinnest hair strokes that I cannot create, for instance, with brow whiz or deep brow doesn't matter how thin the the brush 12 is. And I designed the brush specifically to create hair strokes. Brow pen creates even thinner lines, which mimic Mm. your eyebrow hair. Well, I could talk forever. I could talk forever about (laughs) eyebrows. So could we. (laughs) Yes. So brow lamination is like all over Instagram, it's become a really popular trend. What are your thoughts on brow lamination? Do you think it's too damaging for the eyebrows? First of all, I think the brow free solves the problem of Mm. lamination because you get laminated eyebrow without the commitment. Mm. The product that you use, the brow lamination, is like the perm solution, you know, when you do your... Mm. So it has some chemical in, in, which I don't know if I want to use it around my eyes. At one time, there were trends on the lashes, perm the lashes, which I thought was so close to the eye. It's too dangerous. I will not do as a service in my salon. But what I notice with the brow lamination, the eyebrows stays too straight. Yeah. You know, I mean, it gets really straight. And I'm, I'm not trying to say don't do it. If you like it, go ahead and do it. But 
the ideal eyebrow should be little, the ends should be little curled up, yeah. which the lamination doesn't give you that. Yeah, the lamination can sometimes give like an electrocuted look. <laughs> exactly. Mm, yeah. They're too straight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They need a little bit of a little bit of curve to them. Yeah. So onto the golden ratio. Now you've mentioned that a few times and I absolutely love this technique. That's actually how I learned to shape my own brows because nobody else does my brows. I just tweeze them myself. But I learned to do that through your golden ratio. So I wonder if you could talk our audience through that technique and how it's actually done. I know that's hard to explain without people being able to see you, but I'm sure you can do it. <laughs> I mean, the, the formula, it's much more complicated. And I, over yeah. the years, I wanted to make it very easy for everyday consumer how you will be able to create that, how you know where your eyebrows should begin and where it should end. So doesn't matter the shape of the eyebrow, the shape of your face, above, middle of, inside of the nostril, you, your eyebrow should begin there. Outside corner of the nose, corner of the eyes, your eyebrow should end right here. And tip of your nose, middle of the iris, this should be the highest part. Most of the time you follow the shape of your eyebrows, natural eyebrow, because you know exactly mm -hmm. where you tweeze or how your eyebrow normally should be. Mm -hmm. So you can basically use a, a thin brush and hold it next to your nose and then line it up with each part of your, your eye and the end of your eye. So you're kind of just moving it around next to your nose, I guess. Correct. Yes. Yeah, it's a great it's technique. Exactly. Very, very smart. Who would have thought that a lot of maths and calculation would be involved yeah. in doing <laughs> eyebrows? <laughs> well, our entire face is measure, like for instance, from the hairline to the eye, you have on this vertical, you have five eyes. So take the measurement of your eyes should be from the eye to the hairline in the middle another eye and another. So really, yeah. So our face is so perfectly proportioned. And if it's not, you use makeup to create that perfect proportion. Mm. You have a few male clients. I wonder how like maintaining a male's eyebrows is different to females. Like how do you approach a male's eyebrows? Oh, you just saw that my post with Justin Bieber. Yes. Oh. Yes, of course. <laughs> of course. He is such a handsome man. He is very handsome. He's man. got great eyebrows. Beautiful eyebrows. So for like uh, many years, I worked on David Beckham and uh, now I just start uh, working with Justin Bieber. So a man needs to have his eyebrow groomed. Almost like you, you look and you don't know that the eyebrow is done. Mm. You know what I mean? And you, you have to have a straight eyebrow, straighter, because the, the men's brow bone, it's a lot stronger than a woman's brow bone. So they have to have thick eyebrows. I mean, their natural eyebrow, you follow that, but uh, never arch and never too manicured. I like to have that natural look. Yeah. So is it more about trimming their brows and, you know, getting a couple of stray hairs than yes. doing anything Little else? trim. Yes. And clean very little here, very little, yes. not too much. But again, mm -hmm. uh, I like the groomed eyebrows for men and mm -hmm. never shaped eyebrows. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you've only recently just started seeing Justin Bieber. Do you think Hayley might have gotten him onto you? <laughs> uh, well, I don't think he ever thought of getting his eyebrows, but he has thick <laughs> eyebrows. 
He has, mm, yeah. for his feature, he has beautiful thick eyebrows. And uh, he came, they came together one time and I said, let me just clean very little here and trim. Cause it, and he kind of liked it. <laughs> <laughs> Women uh, will push their men just to groom their yeah. eyebrows. In. And they, I I'm, I'm, was privileged to see that they trusted me. And now it's a lot easier because he feels comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Totally. It must be very hard to pick a favorite celebrity client. Uh, you, you've got so many to choose from. <laughs> yeah. All my clients are my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I worked with Jennifer Lopez since 1992. Mm. Oh, we love JLo. Is that Irene? <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, if you could recommend one Anastasia Beverly Hills product to everybody, what would it be? If they could only buy one thing from the range? Um, I think the brow wiz, it's definitely one thing that you should have it. Mm-hmm. Now, clear brow gel is another product that works because it's clear. So even for men, it's very good because it holds the eyebrow in place. Brow freeze as well. It's colorless and it's mm-hmm. great. What can I say? Well, I mean, don't ask me what is my favorite <laughs> child. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, we tend to do that. <laughs> yes. We like to make you choose, but I would definitely recommend the brow freeze, Same. especially because it's so it makes them still feel soft. I find a lot of brow waxes and soaps and things like that make them feel really stiff and it doesn't make them feel like that. It's very easy to wash off. They feel quite natural still, but they absolutely do stay in place. So if you're looking for something to brush up your brows and make them super fluffy, this is the product for you, for sure. Yeah, and it's interesting that makes the eyebrow look thicker. Mm, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Anastasia. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. We could chat brows all day, but we'll have to bring you back again at some point if people have more questions about brows. I'm sure they will. But thank you so much for thank chatting you. to us. Thank you very much. And uh, I hope pretty soon I will come to Australia. Huh? Yes. Yes, you'll be doing both of our brows, please. Yes, yes, for sure, for sure. (laughs) Bye, ladies. Thanks, everyone, for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also, we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated. Bye.